the World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Jen, are you with us? Yes, I am, Sharon. Yeah, I'm sorry we had a little technical problem, (laughs) but we are here together, and I was anxious to talk with you today for our listeners around the world to hear. Uh, Some of the, you know, we are always so confused about herbs and uh, the alternative forms of thinking about how to uh, work with our health and uh, the different things uh, that we, everybody has a different idea, and different herbs, herbalists do too. Uh, sometimes we agree, and sometimes they don't always agree. Uh, before you get into the teaching our audience about what you've been learning, tell us a little bit about why you became fascinating with, became fascinated with uh, herbs, and and uh, you started growing your own foods in your own garden. And tell us a little bit more about it. That's right. Um, as a child, I had dealt with some health issues and was uh, in, hospitalized and on repeated uses of antibiotics and different medications. Before we go on, what were your health issues? Um, I was dealing with chronic bronchitis oh. and some petite mal epilepsy, um, a lot of digestive issues also. And How old were you, Jen? Uh, that started when I was about six years old. Oh, six. Oh. And uh, through that, you know, the I had fortunately I had some access to medical care, but um, found that I would have repeated symptoms and occurrences of the bronchitis and the digestive problems. And uh, it was finally when I was living on my own that I started learning about homeopathic remedies and an herb called echinacea. And um, Now, before that, you were on special medication because you were living at your home and your family right. had to see a regular <laughs> uh, physician. And we didn't really know any better. Uh, we didn't know that there were other options available. Well, I'm going to back up for a second. You're mm-hmm. truthful there, and that's, that is uh, uh, the truth. But what it is is a lot of our uh, different families and individuals on this earth don't take the time to go study. They're so busy in their everyday lives, they just go to the professional. Exactly. And, yes, so go on. Um, well, at that point, I decided to not take the antibiotics just because I thought maybe I'd try something different and just sweated through the bronchitis and then I got another recurrence about a year or two later and started taking homeopathic remedies and found that I wasn't getting bronchitis anymore. Now, Um, uh, you stopped taking the medication. That was a very serious decision. Boy, you took a big risk. I did, I did, and but I was young and a bit rebellious, so okay. why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, then I started recognizing that these things were helping me, and, and it catalyzed my desire to start learning about alternative healing. Now, when you found that it started helping you, giving you something to uh, help you through without taking the medication, what, what, were some of the, what were some of the things you noticed it was helping you to do? Your body, your heal, what your health, what was happening with your health then? I wasn't getting as sick. Um, I was not getting bronchitis every year anymore. It seemed as if my... You said you had epilepsy at one point. And I had. um, That seemed to subside. Um, I... uh, the headaches that I had had um, were diminishing, and and I also found that I was, which goes along with a lot of the um, theme of your show, I was chronically dehydrated as well, and I 
started studying massage and found that that was very helpful as well for me. Stimulating nerve endings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, um, it, and you increased your um, hydration? Very much so. Um, so I started learning that I was feeling better than I was before. And what I thought was just um, a result of being a teenager and not getting enough rest, um, I found that I wasn't chronically fatigued all the time um, and wasn't as allergic to my world like I felt I had been when I was younger. Is it possible, and you just used a key word that uh, the audience might think about, all of us are different. And from that moment we were born and we left that little pocket of water that kept us in that little special spot mm-hmm. with nature, and we entered in, Jen, to that air. I call it the suction cup of all life, but for the rest of your life, but there's no two eyes alike, no two skins alike, no two fingerprints, no two people are dehydrating the same. Do you think that what happened, that maybe you were allergic to something, you were not getting enough water, and then all of a sudden that your health, your body was not keeping up with what you personally, individually needed? I do. I do okay. feel that. Okay, thank you for, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in fact, I... Since that time in my life, I feel like my mind is clearer than it used to be. Um, my health has improved remarkably, um, and I feel that I figured out for myself what works for me. And everybody has their own path in that, and I that's think exactly. that's, that's one of the first steps is getting in touch with our own health and our own dis-ease and understanding almost its unique fingerprint or blueprint to understand what it is that helps us feel more vital and vibrant. Yeah, your mind should be clear. Your mind should be able to deal with somewhat stress. In other words, we all get stressed, but if your mind is so exhausted, the body is exhausted, and obviously the eyes go extremely dry because the eyes and the brain are together immediately in the womb that all of a sudden your bronchitis and your allergies and all of the symptoms of dehydration were happening because something was clicking that, something was triggering that. Something was triggering That's why probably when you went into the masseuse the first time, you started feeling those nerve endings stimulate. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, this is, oh, this is good education. (laughs) Um, So the massage was... um, remarkable um, and but interestingly because I was also receiving a lot of massage and starting um, a lot of hydrotherapy for myself I was living at a, a healing retreat center where I was doing a lot of um, hot uh, soaking and um, a lot of exercise and fresh air I actually went through a bit of a healing crisis and ended up with intense eczema up and down my arms and hands um, that stopped me from doing massage. Okay, then I'm going to ask you a question there. When you were going into that hydrotherapy, because I've been studying hydrotherapy forever, mm-hmm. and you're going into those kind of heat temperature changes, yes. and, you re- and your body couldn't handle the dehydration of it, we all have to understand the body is 98 degrees. Right. And if you bring it up and you start pulling through the body all that toxin, and the heat is coming, uh, is altering and yes. causing a more dehydration, you were actually going too, too extreme. 
Mm-hmm. Right? That, that could very well be. Yeah. I mean, I was you needed the moderate, but the yes. person t- uh, there with you was not teaching you to be moderate. <laughs> that could be true. Yeah. I believe in the eco-balancing system. The balance, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a balance in this ecosystem. <laughs> Don't go one way or the other too much. And, it feel, and Jen, if it feels too good, oh, my God, something's wrong. <laughs> it is interesting that way. I know. <laughs> I said that to somebody recently. said, but it was felt so, you know, I really liked it. And, you know, I was doing so well, and I said, remember, don't do it too long, because if you feel good too long, there might be a warning sign there. Back exactly. off and take a look at the ecosystem of it. Well, it came to the point where I was stopping the soaking um, because it was becoming extreme. Um, and I think also what was happening is that because of the deep heat, um, I was starting to... Now, when you had a heat, do you remember the temperature you were using? Oh, gosh. Well, it varied. Um, 105? It probably was about that. Yeah, because yeah. I've always borne people with whatever I've learned is the body is 98 degrees. Right. Come on. Let's keep it close. <laughs> yeah. And so I, but at the same time, I feel that, our, well, our skin is our largest eliminative organ. That's right. So if we're not releasing... When you say eliminative, I mean detoxifies the exactly. darn stuff out rather than flushing the toilet all day. Exactly. Yeah, it does more during the day. Yes. And it was coming out through my skin, and I yeah. feel that perhaps some of the medications I had been on, mm-hmm. um, perhaps just environmental exposure that I had. I mean, I did grow up not very far from Three Mile Island um, after the, the uh, meltdown there. Um, whatever it might be, I feel that my body was starting to detox uh, on a rapid level, on a, a deep cellular level, some of the toxins I'd been storing in my body. Um, and in that, uh, the first step was they wanted to put me on steroids. Um, and I refused because <laughs> I didn't want to go that route. And uh, I, I was told that, well, you'll never heal this because this is pretty severe. Um, but I then started studying herbalism. And uh, for me personally, burdock root became my best friend, and I was actually now eating... repeat that one. Who, who is this? It is called burdock root. How do you, oh, bird? How do you spell it? B u r d o c k root, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's uh, actually traditionally even used uh, in uh, egg dishes uh, in Italy and <laughs> around the world. Mm-hmm. But the root itself is an excellent. Uh, blood cleanser, liver cleanser. Um, now how does that come? Does it come in tablet form? You can capsule? get it in a capsule or tablet. Liquid? In a liquid extract. Because okay. um, I'm I, a believer of liquids. I, I love it if it comes, if it's a choice of an illiquid form. Yes. yes. Do you agree with me or not? <laughs> yeah, do you agree that liquid form, if you have a choice? I think that, that can, it can penetrate through the lining of the stomach, so I think you yeah. absorb it more And then drink a lot of water, too. Yeah. Always drink a lot of water. Yeah. Um, I, though, we're, when I moved to southern Oregon, uh, we do have a local herb-growing farm here, and I ended up buying about a pound of it at a time and was cooking it in my oats and was making tea with it. Um, I was drawn to this plant, so I was, I was eating as much as I was craving of it. And... Um, that along with uh, nettles herb and Jan, we're going to take a minute with our sponsor. Sure. And I'm sorry about some of That's the technical fine. problems today Not because it slowed us down. But but we're going to listen to our sponsor uh, and be back in a minute and grab that list out okay. and let's teach our ed- educate so they can begin to study our Thank listeners. You. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Sears Eye Mist, that is applied as a supplement with a very fine mist of humidity at the eyes, so the tear film. If you have dry eyes, allergies, or you're feeling drowsy, 
and sitting at a computer, wear contacts, you'll love Nature Sears Eye Mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. We have today Jen Ambrose from Grants Pass, Oregon. And as for, for the show every week, I try to bring special guests to you to educate you about some of their what they've been learning and what they've been studying and discovering. And what we share here is all common sense an individuality of what I call a personal environmental lifestyle choice. And remember, we're living on the planet with lots of choices, and your personal choice for your health, you've, there's so much to learn. Jen, you have a list of the herbs, and you were telling us about the, bur- the burdock root, yes. and, and you started using that, and it could come in a capsule uh, liquid. And you've said that that does what now for you? I don't that, know. Explain yeah. what that means to us. So the way it works is it is a bit of a it's a cooling herb which okay. is good for my very hot heat oozing eczema. Um, so it seems energetically to help cool that, and it also helps gently detoxify detoxify my liver and blood, and as a result, that also helps with clearing up my skin condition. And um, how many times a day do you have your burdock root? Um, I would say, uh, well, depending on what is happening for a person, one to three times a day might be a, a safe uh, approach. Um, it can be slightly laxative for some people, um, but uh, I, I didn't really have that issue with it. That you just said something that might be a fascination. Now, you said, depends upon what is happening in my day. There, you know, there's that magic that people have to learn to think about, that when we get up in the morning and we touch the floor and the day begins, there's a rhythm to our lives, an ri- individual rhythm. Mm-hmm. And did you say that maybe you were looking at how you were your life was gonna, going that day. So it's, it, you choose your herbs, you choose what you do based on your rhythm. I call it rhythm. Yes. Uh, your, uh, each person is like a member of an orchestra to me all over the other world. And I've had people, Jen, say, Sharon, you're so patient with people, so patient with these things. Mm-hmm. And you li- live life with a flow. And I said, well, because if there's a rhythm there. And I can't take away from somebody else's rhythm, but I can live in my own rhythm, oh, yes. which is called my personal environmental uh, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And when you said you're, what you were feeling that day, so you felt like maybe uh, you were thinking how much you should take. So you're not going and just diving in with the same routine every day. You take that herb based on your, how you, your health or your issues that day. I think that's very appropriate. Um, and I've, 
believe that the more in tuned we can become with our body's vitality. And I'm talking to a person, audience, who likes to sing. She's a singer, she's a songwriter, and she loves music. So I I brought up something there for a moment that uh, you will now understand, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I do appreciate that. Um, I feel that um, and from speaking from my own experience and witnessing this with other people, that we have um, our own inner balance. And, for instance, sometimes people will say to me, I've been taking my supplements, and it's been working well for me, and then I just forgot about it for about a week or two, and now I'm taking it again. And sometimes I feel that that is the body's natural response to say, we've had enough of this for a while, let's take a break, and then reintroducing again. Uh, But I think the key is to bring ourselves into alignment with ourselves um, so that we know what is what we're feeding and what our body is asking for. When you say alignment, you mean bring ourselves back back to the balancing act. Back to our balancing act. And that can be a a tricky labyrinth to maneuver when we are feeling um, overwhelmed by uh, stress, by... You know what it is too, Jen, excuse me for interrupting, Mm -hmm. because I know the listeners, as they think, um, is we're creatures of habit. We are creatures. And you're just saying to me uh, to think about, let's just think about this. Uh, Don't become a creature of habit, but think about your personal environmental style. And don't always, it's just like eating a salad every day. It's, oh, it's so good for me. I love Mm -hmm. the taste of salad, but maybe it doesn't digest the way you should every day. Right, and maybe for some reason you feel like you don't want that salad that day, yeah. <laughs> or maybe yeah. you want to mix it up. But I, and I think exactly what you're perhaps what you're saying is, what is the body asking for? It's like the body's many cries for water, but and what else is it asking for? Are you craving sugar today? Well, if you're craving sugar, are you craving the sugar? Or are you trying to? feed your body nutrients that it's not getting in other places. Um, Sometimes chronic eating can be the body's cry for nutrients or trace minerals that it's not getting in the foods it's it's finding. Let me ask you something real quick, and that's Mm -hmm. a fascination, and you might have some type of thought. When the body is craving for sugar, it doesn't always mean that it's healthy. It means that crave is trying to pull you into a, a surge of feeling higher, higher or elevated or makes you feel like, oh, boy, I feel good. But all of a sudden, because it was a craving, you take a dive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and sugar metabolizes so quickly in the body. Is there anything, that... have you ever heard, Jen, um, and this is a new one I've never asked, yes. is there anything in your background that you've been learning for so many years that if a person craves sugar, and let's say we get, get uh, adventurous and we have like a, a cookie or a piece mm-hmm. of cake or something and, or a, a something that's got too much sugar. Is there something in an herb that would counterbalance that so you don't get that horrible drowsy and coming down feeling? Um, well, I certain enzymes. Never thought of it before, cause, but you have so much yeah. knowledge. Well, certain enzymes um, help your body to digest sugars more efficiently. For instance, amylase. The amylase enzyme helps to break down sugars um, in the body. Now, what, how do you spell that? A-M-A-L. Mm-hmm. Wait, let's, let, me, let me look at my notes here for a second. Okay, okay one more moment here. Okay. I'm sorry, let's start over again. Okay. A-M-Y. A-M-Y. L-A-S-E. 
A L A S E amylase, or and it's an enzyme. It's an enzyme, um, and that helps with sugar metabolism. Mm-hmm. Um, also, on an empty, so if you eat it with food, it's going to help uh, your body to digest that sugar more efficiently. Mm-hmm. and um, in a more balanced way. Uh, but on an empty stomach, it can help balance blood sugar issues and even be a bit of an have a bit of an antihistamine property in the body, which is very interesting if you're dealing with allergies, for instance. Or headaches. Or headaches, yes. Okay. That, that, have you noticed so many people, have you mm-hmm. had people come in because they're getting more headaches lately? Um, yes, yes, we do have quite a lot of that. And, of course, the first thing I ask um, for headaches or constipation, are you drinking enough water? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> I know. my first question. And, you know, some people forget, you know, um, mm. how much they should be drinking a day, and they don't count them, uh, glasses of water. Oh, it's true. Now I'm going to ask you uh, also, have you had anybody coming in saying, what would I do, which herbs could I take that you might suggest because of this swine flu the H1N1 uh, flu going around. Has anybody coming in because they're concerned about flu? Is there a particular herbs that you might recommend? Some people have uh, certainly are, are, are concerned with this, um, and I've been trying to understand the nature of this unique virus. Um, I have to tell you, I had the uh, chief executive officer of the Pharmaceutical Pharmacist Association last week from Washington, D.C. on our hmm. show. And we talked about this, and he said, there is no real distinct difference until you go to your doctor and he diagnoses this is the swine flu virus. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know until you go to the doctor. And And it works a little bit differently in the cells than the typical. Yeah, and you can only tell it through the test. Through the test. Uh, And it's a tough one to recommend to our our listeners. Because yeah. the listener has to, but I would recommend, and I did this, um, a ton of water, uh, yeah. eating the right fruit and vegetables. I agree. Uh, a good protein, but got to digest. Change the bedding uh, once a week. A lot of people have a tendency to cheat mm-hmm. and think, well, I take a shower every day. I don't need to change the bedding this week. I'll forget it. No, no. Change the bedding and don't use each other's towels and wash rags. And uh, what else would you recommend? Well, of course, personal hygiene is, is personal only hygiene. the first step, and that's something Keeping that's the hands clean, and we can always do that. Um, I, you know, I feel that uh, certain herbs are antivirals uh, by their nature, like elderberry is a great um, antiviral. Um, I also f- wonder um, about different homeopathics that are going to help uh, specifically with flu symptoms. Um, the homeopathic remedies, uh, the theory is that like treats like. So you're working on an energetic level, scientifically produced energetic level that I feel could uh, help the body uh, heal from uh, this type of thing. Um, now, when so, you said help the body heal from this type of thing, what does that mean to, to describe that to our audience? That was a good, I, I followed you, but maybe they did. Uh, um, so, for instance, um, some of the symptoms we might experience, mm-hmm. uh, be it nausea, vomiting, um, Icky bones, icky feeling. This, um, the homeopathic remedies will help the body to, it basically alerts the body that there's a problem and helps your immune system to heal from it. So it can, 
in many cases diminish some of the intensity of these symptoms. For and people. also, Jen, people need to, if they get the warning signs from the media, and the media sometimes does go to extreme on trying to get nose, but if they've gotten the word out that there is a particular virus or some health crisis going on, just go and start changing. Look at how you're living. Uh, are you drinking a ton of water? Yes. Um, are you uh, getting enough fruits and vegetables, dark green vegetables? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we getting enough sleep? Are we, is our hygiene getting, uh, uh, perfect? It kind of encourage yourself as a personal, and here we're back to my favorite expression, personal environmental uh, lifestyle. Go to your fun side of you, audience. It's fun. Love yourself. Grab yourself. Hug it and say, by gosh, I don't want that flu. I'm going to work a little harder right now to see if I can escape it. I, I, I agree. And I, it, it, to me, what you're saying also ties back to that sense of your personal core and really knowing yourself and embracing that and loving it, like you're saying, and, and say, I'm whole. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need this energy in my life. And <laughs> well, you know, Jen, I also say, you know, I'm, at the end of the show, I always say, Earth has a secret. Embrace your life, every special moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave that footprint. What I mean by it is you are special. You're brought to this world as a very special part of the whole system of this planet. And what you do with it is your specialty. And our choices are, thank gosh, we have heroes in the world that give me a chance. And as a woman, Mm -hmm. a chance as a person. To live on this earth, to make a choice. We get to live in surroundings of looking for the water, having safe water, safe sanitation. We have other, and there's people who don't. But we have to learn, and we can teach each other around the world how to look for that safe water, have safe sanitation. Uh, Think about these special things about ourselves. What do we need that maybe nobody else in our whole family or friends need to make our life a better place for us? And then when you're leaving behind with the whisper of Earth not saying goodbye, you've left that special moment, that special thing behind because you cared about yourself. I agree. I agree. And by caring about ourselves, and we can extend beyond that to caring about our our world, our planet, and one another. And, you know, that becomes immortal. It can, yes. And, you know, there's nothing embarrassing about caring about that much about yourself. Now, if we go out and take away from somebody else from doing that, that isn't right. That takes away from the freedom of our choices and somebody else's choices. But when we have that ourselves, I don't. maybe we could live in a jungle, Jen, and mm-hmm. learn how to do it. But what's the most important thing? The water. Yes. And then what we could we do next to learn how to live out there in the jungle and the forest and if, well, if we've been stranded on an island somewhere. Uh, what, have you ever thought about what would be in the forest that might be something that you could look for? The food stuff, uh, we know about look for water. But what, what kinds of things have you ever learned about that or out in the forest that would be safe? Oh, gosh, there's some amazing, especially in, well, I feel that, uh, I, I think the Bible says this, that what heals us grows around us. And even though there's so much um, impact that we've put upon our planet, 
the weeds that grow around us still can heal us. Um, we can go into our forests, and in our region here, um, Oregon grape root is a wonderful healer. Um, the root of this plant um, has properties that um, help with fight bacteria. So if a person's um, out there and they're stranded and they've got, got to look for water first too, but they're all of a sudden noticing there's some plant life growing with roots, the roots. Uh, there's an opportunity there that uh, might, although you've got to be careful it's not poisonous, but is there, I don't know what would be poisonous at the root level in some forest. Well, I mean, of course, it's always, and, and maybe this is an invitation for people to begin engaging in that dialogue with the world around them so that in times where we're not so desperately in need, we can start learning about these things that grow around us in a safe way. Now, you do um, grow a garden. What do you grow before our time is up? Uh, okay. Well, we have just a small garden because we, we rent a property, mm-hmm. but um, we are growing collards and mustard greens, some broccoli and cabbage, leeks and garlic. I hope onions. you're growing kale. Are you growing Oh, kale? we've got lots of kale I was going to say, that, that dark green one. Oh, I love it, yes. Yeah. Um, we have some, well, we, we, are, we will be having some tomatoes and our pepper plant. Um, gosh, and then we have some calendula flowers growing. and Calendula flowers, the kind you can eat. You can eat that, and it's also an excellent, uh, for, your, excellent for your skin as well as um, kind of antifungal properties as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and we're fortunate just because there are a lot of um, some herbs that do naturally grow around us also mm-hmm. um, that we can avail ourselves of if we need them too. So that's, that's really quite nice. What are some of the flowers that people can eat and put, you know, we've often been to places when they see the flowers in the salad mm-hmm. or flowers on the dessert. What are some of the flowers that you could grow and actually add to your salads? Well, Johnny Jump Ups are lovely. Okay. Um, so our little violet flowers there, and those are also very supportive for the breast tissue as well. Um, the calendula flowers, like you had mentioned, can be lovely. You can just uh, sprinkle some of those petals in a salad. Um, rose petals can be so lovely, great for our energetic heart. So and there's no rose petal that you'd be concerned about? Um, I... I don't mean no, because you'd have to wash it off and da-da and make sure that they're they're all healthy. They are. However, now a lot of people spray their roses. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why I backed up. That's something that I would always, um, anything, well, though I like to eat organic food, so I I extend that to my herbs and flowers as well. So you want to be sure that they're from clean sources. Um, so those are a few that I can think of. Borage flowers can be lovely. Um, they're a little purple flower and um, excellent to add to your salads also. Um, so some very nice um, additions. They're colorful and high in bioflavonoids, which are going to be good for your immune system also. Um, and just kind of fun for the, the eye as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, oh, and then uh, we only have a minute left. How? What would you like to say to our listeners around the world? Uh, on uh, you said at the beginning of the show that you were able with your health issues uh, with bronchitis and it went, um, and you had uh, uh, other issues of health reasons for getting into herbs. Uh, what would you close with 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 a little message today? We all have um, our weaknesses, but I think that those can become our strengths and opportunities for wisdom. And if we're kind with ourselves, I 
to ask our bodies what is it that they're seeking. Um, and I think that that can lead each, lead each of us on a path of healing and growth and to trust that we will be led in the direction that we need um, and to keep our hearts open to that. And um, are back eat, to that rhythm again. Exactly. Eat well, drink a lot of water. Um, try what glasses of water do you, would you recommend to people to drink? Um, one suggestion I heard is consider what your weight is and divide that number by two and that many ounces a day. Um, so that's one suggestion. If you're dealing with kidney issues, then you might consult your doctor about that. But that um, is one, one guideline that I've heard. Okay, we'll close with the herb shop is www.bulk, B-U-L-K-H-E-R-B, shop, S-H-O-P dot com. That's right. That's right. And, and that's where you're at in Grants Pass, Oregon, yes, Southern sir. Oregon, one of the most beautiful places on the, in the world. Very beautiful. Well, Jen, thank you for joining me. I know when I was in the store and the shop, and I was very much impressed at the, the information and the knowledge and education that I received is really what I hope to get, and I got it. You're a special guest, and I'd like to have you back again, Jen. That would be a pleasure. Thank you so much hey, for your you have time, a nice Sharon. day. You do the same. Okay. Thank <laughs> you for joining us. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, I hope that went all right. I wasn't sure what. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. You have a nice day. Thank you. Bye. Well, we had Jen on our show today, and uh, we're going to be listening to our sponsor. And I thought that was one of the most interesting things, uh, education you, you've learned about her health. But have you noticed a lot of people that get uh, dive into learning more about alternative? forms of healing and health and reasons is because we've had certain issues ourselves. I think it's time we all did that, personally. I do. I think you all need that, uh, that um, environmental lifestyle choice. And that's called your personal environmental lifestyle choice. You're lucky you get to make that choice. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Sears Eye Mist, the natural method of supplementing your eyes if you have allergies, your eyes are blurry, that's dry eye, and remember, it started the day you were born. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Today we have a special guest that I wanted to invite, and, he, and Art Bernstein and I have been on many times in the past, and I have some topics that every once in a while that he'll ask me if I'd like to have on the show, and I wanted to do uh, China's amazing Yangtze, and I, he'll pronounce it better than I will, Asia's largest river starts um, at 3,900-mile journey into the Himalayas, which is my favorite mountain ranges, I swear, in the world, except for the Oregon Mountains, uh, are my favorite. But we're going to learn more about China's uh, longest river. Art, are you with us? I'm with us, and it's my 44th show. 
Okay, you're counting. <laughs> and yeah, you I added said, them up the other day. You said the other day, recently. How many shows have I had? Uh, you're going on 100 in June. All right, audience. 100 shows in June. I'm learning. Yep. And I, it's so fascinating because I love this personal environmental lifestyle uh, slogan because we're learning about the world. And you're going to teach us about uh, China is so old, one of the oldest cultures in the world, if not the oldest. Is it the oldest culture in the world? Probably not, but it's old and it's beautiful. and it's okay, well, uh, thousands of years old. Yeah. And uh, tell us about this river, though, um, The and how do you pronounce the river? The Yangtze? Yangtze. Yeah, like Yangtze Kwan. It's uh, 3,915 miles. It's the longest river in Asia, and it's the third longest river in the world after the Nile and the Amazon. Okay, has 700 major it. river tributaries and is the world's busiest waterway. Okay, now it's immenses, and that means the headwaters? The headwaters are in the Himalayas, and then it flows over the Tibetan Plateau. Okay. And then it drops down into the Sichuan Basin. So that's why when we see a lot of times there's uh, film uh, stories about the... Uh, a Tibetan uh, in the Himalayas, so we see these massive rivers. Is that the particular river we might be seeing? Yeah, that and the Tsangpo was the longest river in Tibet. Okay. Okay. We've also talked about it. It flows through the world's deepest gorge. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking. But, uh, I'm about... interested in the Sichuan Basin. Mm-hmm. The 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 the, um, the Yangtze goes from sixteen thousand feet, and then it drops off of the Tibetan Plateau into the Sichuan Basin. The Sichuan Basin is about half again larger than California, has 87 million people. The capital is Chunking, which tells you something about the cuisine. And Sichuan food is one of the world's great cuisines. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before you go so, any further, I, first thing I would think, uh, and, I want, and if, I got, if I, you don't know, uh, we can do this at another time. Where does the headwaters begin of this particular massive river? Uh, I don't know exactly where. It's somewhere Let's find out, because I like to always know those headwaters. In the Himalayas. Pardon? It's at 16,000 feet in the Himalayas. Yeah. Uh, uh, sometime, let's find out. And when we list this on the website, let's mention where that headwaters is at, because I'm curious. On the, uh, I always like to know where the headwaters beca- begin on uh, the rivers. Okay, tell us more. Now it so, has so the Sichuan Basin is, is uh, this huge, huge basin. It's like the Central Valley of California times a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got mountain ranges on all sides. Uh, now, how high are those mountain ranges? Did you were you able to look at that up? The Himalayas. The uh, I have it written down here. Um, uh, give me a second. Okay. The, the and Quinling and the Yunnan Mountains. So, the, so the, 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 the Yangtze goes across the Sichuan Basin and then cuts through the, uh, the Yunnan Mountains at a place called Three Gorges, which, where they're building the world's largest dam right now. And then it continues on over the Yangtze Plain, uh, hits the East China Sea at Shanghai. Mm-hmm. But the Sichuan Basin is, is just so interesting. It, 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 uh, it's subtropical. Um, you know, it drops down. Well, the, the river drops from sixteen thousand feet to ten thousand feet. Now, when you when say subtropical, it drops down to three thousand feet. They have the tropical monsoons, 
and the, and they have uh, probably the greatest food in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And now, why would they have the greatest food in the world? Is there? I have no idea. But I mean, have you ever eaten Sichuan, Sichuan, Cantonese, mm-hmm. Mandarin, and mm-hmm. there, there, there's four so major. Most of the, all their foods are coming from that particular location. Yeah, there's four major cuisines in China. And the, mm-hmm. Probably the best is Sichuan, or a lot of people think that's the best. It's now, when you mentioned Shanghai, I just had a guest here visiting us with a company from Shanghai. Uh, he was talking about the massive river, and uh, and but it, you said that this particular river ends up in the ocean near Shanghai. Uh, yeah, it comes out north of Shanghai. Okay. Um, there's a big delta. The, the river just before it hits the delta is about two miles across. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably the second wettest river in the world after the Amazon. Now, when you say wettest, explain. The volume of water that it discharges. Okay. The Amazon. And when you is say the, wettest, does that also mean wetlands? Pardon? Does, when you say wettest, does that also mean wetlands? No, that means the, the amount of water that flows out the mouth. Okay, okay. Uh, the Nile is very long. Now, were you able to wet. study when you were getting ready for this report to give to us, to teach us this, did you were able to te- uh, understand more about the um, safety of the water? Is it clean water? Have they been able to think about how to keep it no, clean? No, it, it, uh, it drains lakes, it drains swamps, it drains uh, gigantic lakes, it, you know, and basically the last thousand miles is pretty level. Mm-hmm. So wow. there's a lot of meandering. So it levels out. the lower Mississippi. It's, it's very muddy. So if it levels out coming from the mountains, is it very swift water? No, very slow. Very slow water. Uh, after, after three gorges, it's navigable by ocean vessels uh, all the way up to Chongqing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's like well over 1,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the movie The Sand Pebbles? No. Starring Steve McQueen, do you remember that? Nope, but I'm sure our audience might have. But it's okay, sand uh, that was about uh, American ships in the 1920s that were keeping the peace uh, among the various warlords by uh, cruising in gunboats up and down the Yangtze River. And, and uh, I think I did see that. Too. Yeah, uh, very interesting, and that was a major part of the uh, the culture there from like 1860 to about 1920. Now, tell us about the dam. The Three Gorges Dam. Mm-hmm. It's the second or third largest dam in the world, and it's going to be the world's largest uh, hydropower plant. Mm-hmm. And, it is the uh, la- world. It is a hydro plant. Oh God, yes. Power plant. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to be the end of navigation, or they're still going to be able to navigate past it. Uh, I wasn't able to find that out. I have a friend who's a civil engineer scientist that went over there to help them build one of the dams it's supposed to be. Now, do they have a bigger one, or is this the biggest one? There's a bigger dam on a tributary of the Yangtze. Okay, that's um, the one he did because the last one they built was huge, and it's not even big enough. It's not able to do. In fact, you gave me a report. You said it was having some challenges, the dam. Yeah, they're worried about earthquakes, and they're yeah. worried about uh, all that water causing land settling, mm-hmm. uh, and on and on and on. There's also an endangered porpoise that lives in the Yangtze. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about the Himalayan mountains now. Uh, and I wanted to talk about the Dawn Redwood, which grows oh. in the, the, the Sichuan Basin. That's an interesting. No, I'd like to hear it. What's it called? Um... 
There's a, a science called uh, paleobotany where they find uh, fossil plants in the rocks and they categorize them and sort them out. Mm-hmm. And they've known that there was an age... The redwoods are one of the oldest that grow in California, mm-hmm. are one of the oldest botanical species uh, in the world. And the, the redwoods in California? Northern yeah. California. And the only tree, there, there, there's no tree related to the redwoods anywhere, um, except for a tree that they found in the fossil records called the Dawn Redwood, because it, you know, it allegedly became extinct, you know, like 100 million years now, ago. When you, how do, you, do you know how to spell Don? Is it D-A-W-N. Okay, just like it, Don Redwood. Yeah, so yeah. It, Don, there's a Redwood. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1947, in a remote corner of the Sichuan Basin, they found a grove of living Don Redwoods. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the world's rarest and most interesting trees, and I just get goosebumps thinking about it. Mm-hmm. No, I do um, too. I do too. And this is all up in what, where? What mountain range there? It's in the the Sichuan Basin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly where, but uh, it's, it's not very common. But now it's uh, it's cultivated and it's all over the well, world. What I'd like to do is uh, post this on the website after the show uh, sometime. On people can begin to study this. This is fascinating art. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this, and I'd have like. You, have you ever been to uh, Evans Park, Coyote Evans Park in Rogue River? Yes, I have. There's a Dawn Redwood growing there. I'll be darned. Yeah. So. That is, and that's in Southern Oregon, audience. It is. Well, yeah. we're out of time. I really enjoyed it, and uh, let's post this so people can go and learn more about this immense, huge river. Absolutely. In China. Love to do it. And uh, there's so much to learn about our planet that we're living on together. This is a family planet. Well, I've enjoyed it again. Thank you for picking out an exciting type topic for us. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay, you have a nice day, Art. You too. Thank you. Bye. Well, today we've had a lot of interesting knowledge about your education. You've learned that herbs, there's an alternative to how to uh, live your lifestyle. And remember, the environment is your choice, is around you. Sometimes you don't always have a choice. You're going to go into situations where... The environment isn't your choice, but you can always learn to remove yourself from it when you're ready. And personal environmental lifestyle choices means you can learn to listen to a show like this and get as much out of it by listening to other people's ideas. doesn't mean we're all perfect or have perfect ideas. And something, audience, to remember around the world, when you're listening to something, open your mind, be objective, Realize that everybody has their own outlook. But what you want to learn to add to your lifestyle is something that might make it better for you. And if it becomes better for you personally, your health, your environment, your choices become something that you feel more confident about because you're willing to dive in and learn more. But remember, open-mindedness, be objective. Always when you're listening, even into the evening news, whatever it may be, be open-minded. doesn't always mean that's the only way, okay? That's not always the only way. Rhythm yourself with your own choices. And remember that what's going on out there is so important to you but all over the world, but what is the most important? And the reason I have this show, water is the most vital source of all life. Drink a lot of water and don't brag about being a camel. You drink water all day long. It's vital to you. If you don't feel good, drink more water and get your fresh fruits and your vegetables. 
I want to thank you for joining me today. We've had Jen Ambrose with us, who we learned more about herbs. We had Art Bernstein with us and learned more about the amazing Yangtze River in China. And every week it will be more. I want to thank you for being with us today. Earth has a secret. Embrace your life every precious moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye because you can leave a footprint to influence others about their environment. Have a nice day and thank you for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership determines results. How effective are you as a leader? Are the people you manage achieving the results you expect and need? Do you have what it takes to move your organization forward? Listen to Performance Builders Live, real tools right now. Your hosts, Rob Benson, Earl LeBlanc, and George Lawyer, have a proven track record of developing leaders who inspire their people to achieve exceptional results. Now, they're ready to help you. Performance Builders Live, real tools right now, is heard live every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Hi, this is Jeff and Rochelle from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip. What is the best rule of thumb when tipping on a cruise? While it is completely up to you, most experts suggest $10 to $12 per day per person. This is usually settled on the last night of your cruise and may be distributed among your stateroom attendant, your waiter, the maitre d' and their assistants. If you want to save yourself the hassle of budgeting for this additional expense, consider prepaying your gratuity when you book your cruise or sometime before you set sail. If you want to add the gratuity later, that is your option. There are a few cruise lines that suggest a tipping optional policy. It is felt that service personnel are paid considerably better than on other cruise lines and the need to tip is not required. These will usually be found on higher-end luxury-style cruise lines. Some cruise lines will impose a service charge of $10 per person per day. This can be adjusted up or down at the end of the cruise as you see fit. Keep in mind, though, that gratuities are a large part of the income for the service industry. If there is anybody on the ship that you feel has done an exceptional job to make your cruise vacation more enjoyable, let that person know how you feel, both by extending a worthy gratuity and thanking that person personally. For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune in to Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and TravelHubRadio.com. Annie Arman, live. Teens, you have got to tune into this show and listen to your fellow teens. If you're out there confused because somebody is trying to put doubts in you, making you think that you can't do what you want to do, get it straight. You can, you will, and you will get it done no matter what. And don't ever give up because you're not alone. Don't miss Annie Arman live on Voice America, Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Introducing the Green Talk Network. 
environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit thegreentalknetwork.com and tune in to help spread the green. Come on, Bean Dog, let's go. Hi, it's Rochelle from Travel Hub Radio. This year, I'm doing something I've always wanted to do. I'm taking a year-long road trip around the U.S. I'll be traveling on the cheap with the Bean Dog by my side. I'm the Road Trip Junkie, and you can listen along every month on World Talk Radio Studio A. We'll talk about where to stay, sample the local food and drink, and learn what the locals do. I'll give you some road tips, keep you updated on my route plans, and more. Check out the Road Trip Junkie website for complete podcasts, maps, photos, articles, reviews, and much more. I'll give you some previews on the Travel Hub Radio Show, and I'll have my own hour-long program every month right here. For complete information, plus our monthly schedule, please check out RoadTripJunkie.com and join me for the Road Trip Junkie Radio Show every month on World Talk Radio, Studio A. Power of Leadership Radio, empowering tomorrow's leaders today. Tune in and learn from generations of leaders coming together on air to address the need for powerful, effective leadership. Your host, Deborah Sweet, dynamic author and entrepreneur, speaks on topics of leadership, marketing, and sales that most people find difficult to understand. Now is the time to take ownership of your life professionally and personally. Listen in to Power of Leadership Radio, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Are you wondering how to jumpstart your life while bringing more excitement and joy into every moment? Join the Goddess Gals, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, each week on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. You'll hear from the experts and authors that inspire and motivate you to be your greatest, unique self. Plus, in Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew, Cynthia and Heather tackle the topics and tips that make a difference. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Total career success. What does it mean to you? World Talk Radio presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for total career success on World Talk Radio. Hi, this is Rochelle and Jeff from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip. 
You're late for your flight, and there is a long line at the security checkpoint. What can you do as a traveler to improve time and efficiency and make your flight quickly? One idea is to take everything out of your pockets, such as sunglasses, cell phones, PDAs, pagers, and other metal and electronic objects. Put them in an easily accessible pocket on your carry-on luggage. If security asks you to display or operate these items, they're right there. Plus, you won't hold up the line when you have to do the walk. A metal belt buckle or a wristwatch is usually not a problem, but be aware of them and ready to remove them quickly if needed. Wear comfortable shoes that can be quickly slipped off and on if you are asked to remove them. Most of all, if the security personnel give you specific directions or ask you a question, don't argue. Just comply and cooperate. It's not personal. They're just doing their job. For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune in to Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and at TravelHubRadio.com. Leadership determines results. How effective are you as a leader? Are the people you manage achieving the results you expect and need? Do you have what it takes to move your organization forward? Listen to Performance Builders Live, real tools right now. Your hosts, Rob Benson, Earl LeBlanc, and George Lawyer, have a proven track record of developing leaders who inspire their people to achieve exceptional results. Now, they're ready to help you. Performance Builders Live, real tools right now, is heard live every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. 